Control, this is Agent Olgren. I need to request to open up cell 311. Free me podcast. Free me podcast. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Okay, okay, okay. So this is the day. Today's the day, man. First and foremost, let me give my blessings to all my subscribers, all everybody tuning in today. Give my blessings to everybody, you know, around around the world, man, that is just going through strife, going through hard times, you know. Uh, many blessings to you guys, and, and Lord is with you. And just know that with self, believing in yourself, you can get through it, man. You don't need nobody else, so pick yourself up. And just and just get it done. So <clears throat> I'm a little disheveled this morning. So bear with me. Let me get my bearings. I'm sitting here watching my stocks drop. So this is really a good episode to talk about manipulation and corruption. Um, we're gonna be getting into it here soon with uh, with Trinity. It's gonna be the first call, and. Trinity in the last episode briefly shared that he's been incarcerated for 17 years, I believe, if I remember correctly. And he, uh, that'll be at 10:30. I'm gonna make the first call. So other than that, um, some of the things I've been dealing with, I don't know if you guys know, uh, but you can check out my foundation. It is www.cominghomecoalition.com dot com uh and what i do is i deal with inmates that are coming home um or people that are getting ready to go to prison so entry re-entry consultant is what i am and i work with these guys i work with the families um in these situations right a lot of times we don't know who to trust we don't even know what attorney to trust we don't even know what attorney to call and every attorney is going to say that they're the man for you, right? But in reality, every attorney is not for you. It's very few attorneys that are for you in your specific case. So when it is time to start looking for these attorneys, right, you may need help in, in searching the right attorney for your case involved. Um, so I help in those things. Uh, I help in education, you know, um, mentorship. Uh, I can help young ones that are in, incarcerated that are getting ready to come home that need leadership, need mentorship, um, need a man in their life to, to explain men things to them and, and show them how to think like a man and act like a man within society, right? Um, because that's what we're lacking today is, is leadership from our men. Um, so you can check that out, you know, www.cominghomecoalition.com, uh, in the description is a link to my, uh, actually on the page. Yeah. The link on the page, um, is my store, my merchandise. You can help me help you 
by visiting the store, purchasing some of the stuff in the store, and that generates funds for me to continue to do the things that I do. So um, for me, it's all about help. It's all about unity. Um, there's a lot of injustice going on uh, in the world, and a lot of it is in our criminal justice system. If you fully, truly understand what happened with Bill Cosby, then you can grasp what I'm saying. It's not conspiracy theories. It's not some, you know, crazy thought out, you know, uh, all inmates, all, all convicts say that they're innocent thing, right? It's not that. We're finding out, which I've, I've known most of my life, that our law enforcement, our criminal justice system, is very, very corrupt. And um, something has to be done about it. So that is what a lot of my, my channel deals with, right? Is getting these things done. Getting to the bottom of it. I have DJ Vodica coming up. Um, he is author of The Green Wall, which he is an ex-CEO uh, in some of California's toughest prisons. And he is known as what you call a whistleblower because he spoke out against some of, of the corruption that he saw going on within that organization, within that, that little clique, that crew of uh, deviant mindsets that are in law enforcement and in positions of power. And a lot of that goes... Um, unheard to the public you know we don't want to hear about these things man because we look at it like these dudes these people are, are prisoners they shouldn't have done what they've done to get themselves into trouble right they shouldn't even be in these positions that they're murderers the rapists if these things are happening to them they deserve it good for them i don't you know i don't feel sorry for them i feel sorry for the victims things of this nature. These these are a lot of what we hear um, day in and day out. I hear this every day. I promise you, I hear these types of monikers every day. And a lot of that is based upon miseducation and stigma that media, right, the devil that it is, has put out and has been used, right, as, as uh, scare tactics propaganda agenda for the government to further their business to keep their business churning right this is why we have over two million people incarcerated now because it's a business right so in eight more minutes I will be calling I don't have no water or nothing. So this is the premise of my show. You know, this is this is the premise of who I am. Um, there's a lot of convict shows out there, a lot of convict shows, you know, and you know, it's just guys up there talking about experiences, you know, and they'll bring other people onto the show to talk about their experiences. And you know, a lot of it is ego. A lot of it is is uh, is exaggerated. You know, it's just it's just not factual. 
This is why I bring people on that has factual evidence to tie in to the things that I say because I just don't want you to listen to me and take my word for things. I want you to know who I am first and foremost and what I'm about and and see that this is real because it's important. People are going to prison every day and people are going to prison. Yes, maybe they make um, decisions, right, based upon emotion. 99% of the people in prison are based upon emotional decision-making, right? Reactive emotional decision-making. And because of the justice system in the way that it is, right, they will stack charges on top of you. They will, they will further their agenda. They will do what they have to do to enhance their careers, their agenda, because you decided to step into their world. You see what I'm saying? And that's how they look at it. You put yourself in this position, which is true. All of these things are true. That's how I had to learn. That was that was that was what I had to learn when when I had to sit at, when I had to sit there, right, and watch people that I grew up with, people that I would have died for, right? People that I broke bread with every day, all day long, in every situation, right? point their fingers at me and lie and make up things so that they didn't have to do their time. Some of these characters would have only gotten two or three years and they didn't even want to do that. Yet they wanted me to do 20 years knowing that I just had a child, right? So to sit there and watch these people do this to me. It it um it changed me in ways that I, I don't think I could ever go back. I don't think I could ever trust anybody again, especially the way that the prosecutor in my case was was lying, um, just making things up to, to fit the narrative, right? But when it came to answering detailed questions it couldn't be done it was just you know for example okay well if i'm responsible for all of this weight that you're trying to attribute to me where is the money you know where where is the money there there was no trace of no money anywhere right no trace of no money no cars no houses no bank accounts no uh, uh wire transfers nothing Nothing. I was just to pay bills, you know, and to feed, to feed myself, to feed the little family I thought I was building. You know, that's that's it. So when it came to answering these questions, those couldn't be answered, right? The answer that they gave in court, the, that the prosecutor gave, was it went to to buying more drugs. So the money I was making went to buying more drugs. However, the whole trial was based upon, and all the testimony was based upon the fact that drugs were fronted to me. So it's these types of discrepancies that go unchecked and unheard, right? And it goes overlooked, you know? So because I'm guilty of selling drugs, you know, and because I'm guilty of that and they know that I'm guilty of that, 
they'll put whatever they want on me. It does not matter. They don't care. That's the point. They don't. They did not care about me as an uh, an individual that did not have the proper skill set and training to evolve in society. They didn't care about that. They didn't care about how to fix that within me. All they cared about was their agenda. So 1028, man, let's ride. Let's do this, man. Let's call these. I know right now these people sitting in this room, anxious, chained down, shackled. Here we go. The Chippewa Correctional Facility. If you know your party's extension, you may dial it at any time. For the facility's physical address, please press 1. For visiting information, press 2. For information on sending money to a prisoner, press 3. To dial by name, press 4. If you would like to reach prisoner accounting, please dial 906-495-5045. If you are unsure with whom you need to speak, please dial 0 or stay on the line for the operator. If you would like to repeat this message, please press 9. Wait while I transfer your call. I didn't get an extension. Hey, good afternoon. How you doing? This is good yourself. I'm I'm blessed, man. Thank you for asking. So this is Thomas Harold. I'm with Free Me Podcast, and I have three interviews set up today. And the first interview is with Trinity Matheson. Okay, let me uh, put you over there just a minute here. Slash home ownership, Mishta, your best way home. Nervous, man. Just hearing these people, man, be giving me anxiety for real.
Come on, man. And I'm doing this so that you, America, the world, can kind of get a glimpse of what it is that we have to go through every day when we want to call and just get a question, um, connect with somebody, uh, anything of that nature. Anytime you try to call any correctional facility, this is, this is what you get. See what I'm saying? This is what you get. So I want you guys to experience this and imagine, right, that you're trying to find out information on your loved one, your... If you know your party's extension, you may dial it at... Wait while I transfer your call. Hey, Officer Lightfoot, this is Thomas with uh, Free Me Podcast again. Nobody picked up that line. Uh, let me put you on hold. Okay, thank Michigan. you. The Michigan Department of Agriculture and Rural Development invests in you. Visit michigan.gov slash mdart and click on Grow My Food in Ag Business. No, Michigan, stop it. You ain't about nobody. More propaganda. Cutting in on my time. Cutting in on my big homie's time. Oh, man. But I will say this, man. I will say this. They have been, they have been very, very communicative. Um, I'm not going to say her name, but the lady that I, I've been dealing with, she, she's been very nice. Very communicative. But the pandemic isn't over yet. Continue to wear a mask. Stay at least six feet from others. And wash your hands frequently. Get tested if you have symptoms. And get the first vaccine available to you. Thank you for holding, sir. I'm going to go ahead and transfer you now. Hey, thank you, man. Yep. Hello? Hello. Hey, Big Trim, man, what's going on, partner? Hey, uh, sorry about the delay, man. That's, that's prison, man. Sometimes it happens like that, but they got to figure it out. 
Hey, man, it was beautiful that it did because I gave a rundown to the people as it was going on, man. Like, this is what we got to go through every day as families trying to find out information, call the institution. This is what we got to go through, man. So, Yeah, it's, it's definitely part of it, man. But but honestly, if if this place has a ward, man, that's very progressive named Connie Horton. And if it wasn't for her and Special Acts Marty Terrian, then... These type of things probably wouldn't happen. And National Lifers Association, it's, it's a group we have here called National Lifers Association. And we meet and we exchange information, strategize, uh, you know, keep up on bills being passed and being presented, petitions people out there doing. And this is how we educate ourselves, you know, and, and try to stay up with what's going on and, you know, create awareness with amongst ourselves and to the world. But, um, like, all these things are things that they allow us to do, man. And, and they actually allow some programming for some prisoners, you know, run by prisoners. So, you know, luckily for that, we have that, man, and it makes this possible, and people like you as well. So I appreciate you, man. I really do. Hey, man, I got to do it for the convicts, man, for real, because I know how it is in there, man. And even, like I tell Temujin, man, because Temujin and I's interviews, man, run three, four hours. You know what I'm saying? I I don't even want to... Like he says, man, I know you got to go out. I tell him, T, man, listen, don't worry about it, man. You, you're out of the cell. If I can keep you out of the cell all night, let's do it. Let's run it, man. I'll stay with you. You know what I mean? I know what it, I know what it is, man. I know it. No, you can't explain that feeling of hanging up the phone with the world and, and having to go back to your cell. You can't explain that feeling of, of watching your loved ones leaving that visitation, knowing you got to go back to your cell. These things just can't be explained. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but yeah I, they really can't. I know, and I feel you, partner, and I love you for, for, for the strength that you're enduring to go through this here, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, and I appreciate it that you do this for lives, not for likes, man, because you, you have spoke before how people do a lot of things. Just, you know, try to get their likes up and gratification and all that. But, you know, it, it's quite obvious, bro, that you're really in here for the people. Like, you're trying to shed light on, on situations, man, and what's going on with the criminal justice system. I mean, it's, it's quite obvious that you can't just reform. You, you can't just scrap everything. It just ain't going to work. We need police, and, and some people are going to have to come to prison. It's just how life is. The people out there doing dumb shit, they're going to have to come in here. And, and they're going to have to figure it out, man, and mature and become different people. But the problem is that people don't get let out of prison, especially in this state. Now, I, I got this stat that at least 5% of people who get convicted by a jury are innocent. That don't seem like a lot, but when you, you know, add up, if it's, what, 2, two million people in prison in America or however many it is, I don't know the exact number. I'm just throwing that out there. 5% of that, man, that's a lot of people. That's a minimum of how many people in here are innocent. And I know a lot of people don't really look at it like that or understand that, but this is happening, man. There's people in here, and they're dying in here, man, and all the people are dying in the world. And these people are innocent. They, they did not commit, commit the crime that they're in here for, and that's a major issue. Now, on another note, the USA has about 5% of the world's population, yet it has 40% of the world's life sentences. And Michigan has the highest percent in the nation. In 2019, Michigan was at 49% life sentences. 
Now that is crazy, man. Forty nine percent of the population and, and and I can't tell you what they're considering life. That's not just saying life without parole. There's some type of cutoff number that they consider is life and I don't know what it is, what like what number they're using, whether it's twenty years or forty years. But at the end of the day, it's telling you in the very least that people are getting sentenced to long, indeterminate sentences. And that's almost as big of a problem as people getting sent, sentenced and they're wrongly convicted because let's just look at it like like 20 years ago, Thomas. Look at yourself 20 years ago. Hmm. You're not that same person you was 20 years ago. Anybody listening look at yourself 20 years ago. All right, now, now it's essential to every rule. Everybody's not going to age up out of crime. But scientifically, they know that people do tend to age out of crime. People tend to mature. People tend to, uh, you know, get, get a different understanding on life, uh, be not so impulsive throughout the years. They know if you take a rock with sharp edges, because time smooths everything. Like I said, it's always exception. Take a rock with sharp edges and dump it in the middle of a river, all right? That water, that sand, that sediment's going to rub up against that rock, and over time, them sharp edges is going to get smoothed out, man. And and that's what people are missing. Like it's like we're in here, and some of us, not all, but a, a large portion of people go through a metamorphosis. You know what I'm saying? And once that caterpillar turns to that butterfly, your metamorphosis is taking place. But you're still stuck in a cage. You can't even get out there and show the world the beauty of that metamorphosis and the beauty of the person that you are and the beauty of what you can do for society, man. Because it's like, I'm going to tell you, the most grateful person you might ever see in your life, man, is a person whose sentence has been overturned because they're in there for a wrongful conviction. And that's sad because this person grateful. If I get out tomorrow, I got to be grateful to get back what I never should have lost. But those people tend to be some of the most productive people in society. You know what I mean? Just think about, like, people that get out. They don't get to shine, though. If some jagoff gets out tomorrow and does shoot some people up for no reason or even for a reason in the middle of daylight, all this, that's going to be on the news. Man gets released from prison and shot people in broad daylight. If 20 people get out tomorrow and they start nonprofits and they do things to bring awareness to criminal justice, to, to what's wrong with it, and wrongful convictions, and they create a business for themselves, and they do well, get married, have children, educate themselves. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody's showing that, but that's happening. For every one of them jagoffs, there's 20 of those. Let me tell you. the people that's in the middle. Let me, you know that. People get out, and they're trying to figure it out. Let me tell you this this, this quick story here, right, Trent? So, so I get out. And, and I'm and I'm on the bracelet. I'm on the monitor, right? This big old, this big twenty pound, you know, uh, metal thing to the side of my ankle, right? You can't hide this thing. Is the point that I'm right. trying to make, right? So I, I'm, right. I'm 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 on this monitor, <clears throat> and I end up having a pulmonary embolism, right? A blood clot in my lung in the middle of the night, and I and I had to go to the hospital. Yeah, it, it was serious, man. It was crazy. So. So long story short, I go to the hospital. Now I'm in the hospital a couple of days and my girl is in there and she's constantly like keeping my monitor covered, keeping my monitor covered. And me, you know, I'm, I'm a convict, man. And, 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 and I really just don't care about what people think. You see what I'm saying? Right. But that's not how we have to, that's, that's not, it's not how we can be out here in society. 
So her right. and, her and I were sitting when we were talking about this, and and she keep covering it up and keep covering it up. So on the third or fourth day, she wasn't there. It was out. Now the female doctor comes in that's been dealing with me now for the past three days. Okay. So now right. she comes in, and when she sees this, she asks me, "What is that?" So I explained to her what it is. Do you know she left out of that room, didn't take my, my, didn't ask me no questions or nothing like that. She turned around and said that she had a meeting she had to go to, whatever, and I didn't see that doctor not one more time. I was, uh, I was there for another two days. So, but, but it's systemic as, as, as everyone is, is, is yelling around here about systemic racism, systemic this, systemic that it's, it's, it's because of right. The stigma that's been put out there, you know, on exactly everything that you just said, we can't change. We won't change. We're, we're animals. Look at these shows. All you got to do is just go watch locked up for 30 minutes. You can see these guys right. don't need to get out. You know what I mean? And right, right. That's that's where we're at. But I, you know, yeah, yeah. At, at the end go of ahead, the, at, at the end of the day, let me say this because I I, I do want to point this out, right? And I always want to say this when I'm when I'm speaking this because I never ever want to take away from the victims and the victims' family of all of these occurrences, right? Because at the end of the day, somebody did lose their life. Somebody lost their yeah, life. Geez on a day that they didn't plan to lose their life. You know what I mean? And this is going on rapidly and all over the world. We're just waking up. We kiss our family goodbye. And the next thing you know, we're, we're eliminated because of emotional decisions. So guaranteed. And here's the thing is you're, you're right, man, that, there, there's there's victims on the other side of this, and and some people are wrongfully convicted, and people don't understand why they don't show remorse because they actually didn't do it. I'm sure they're sorry that the, that the whole situation happened, but they're kind of in their own mug. Like, man, I'm in here, you lost a family member, and uh, so I'm sorry for that, but I didn't take your family member, and I'm here paying for it. But sometimes people just want that that lamb to sacrifice. It don't really matter if you did it because. Within humans, man, if I could just justify that somebody's paying for it, you know, I ain't gonna think about if that's the right person. Just somebody pay for it, and lie, and maybe that'll make me feel a little better about it. But it really shouldn't, because now it's two people gone, and maybe both innocent. I don't know the circumstance. Every circumstance is different, so you know, I don't, you, you can't really say what happened in each murder or each uh, time somebody dies. But at the end of the day. I've seen people, man, where they're like victims' family, and they've shown where they've actually forgiven and actually become involved in the people's life, and it's crazy to think that, but they just look at it like, man, don't let my loved one's loss be for nothing, man. Do something with yourself, create a change, become something, you know what I mean? I've literally seen this on different shows, different programs where people take that approach and that's amazing to me but it's transcending man it's, it's great it's a very high ground but that that builds man that that fixes both sides a lot of people are broken man a lot of people that we go through like you say it's systemic man it's systemic like like the things that's going on people get numb you think that the police officers that don't see shootings and murders every day don't get a hard heart like they get numb man you see what I'm saying? And, and shit gets dehumanized. It even happens to people in war, and it even happens to people 
that whatever gangs and bad neighborhoods that's shooting it out every day they become numb to the human aspect of shit man and and this is just it, it's almost a detachment from reality and when that happens you don't have that human side of it no more and it just get this motherfucker out the way lock him up if he didn't do it he probably did something else let's go let's get him boom 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 and oftentimes both sides are scared if they come to talk to me about something man whether I did it or not I'm, I'm worried because it don't I know that it don't matter if I actually did it I can still go to prison for the rest of my life if they're coming to talk to me I could be through man innocent as could be and I'm out of there and nine times out of ten they got it in their mind like this guy's armed and dangerous he might shoot and everybody's high strung and people end up shooting it out with the police whatever dumb shit people do but it's just saying I'm not I'm not justifying one thing or the other but I'm saying for for every circumstance it's conditions that create them circumstances and you would be crazy to say we don't need police or we don't need a criminal justice that that's insane motherfuckers need police man <laughs> Man, listen, that's listen, that's these motherfuckers out here, man, pushing this agenda, man. That's these motherfuckers out here misinforming people, right, and pushing this agenda crap. But I, I want to say something again, because what you're saying, dog, is 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 spot on, right? It's it's is spot on. And 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 so what I want to do is 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 provide an example of what it is that you're talking about when you say that how we can create scenarios and environments that 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 create chaos, right? So right. are you familiar with, with the um the the sixteen year old girl that was in the news that that the cop pulled up on the scene and shot that she was getting ready to stab the other girl? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm familiar with it. Okay. So this is what I want to say about this here, because I know you know what I'm talking about, because I know you see this crap every day, right? How many times right. do you see, Trin, that when, when, when the police come around, motherfuckers will start acting up in front of the police? Right. Stick their chest out, because they know they can be saved if shit goes sideways. Amen. So now when that cop arrives on that scene and that boy runs up all of a sudden and kicks the girl, you know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, my my point is is that we can't always fault these officers for the situations. We have to look at ourselves sometimes and ask ourselves what kind of chaos are we we creating for these officers to come into? You see what I'm saying? Because I've seen it every day in prison where motherfuckers will bolster up when they know that the police is on their way because just like you heard Trent say, they know that the police are there to save them if shit goes sideways for them. But yet they still look hard. Man, fuck that. We bucking all this crap. Man, sit your oh, ass down. Shit. Sit your yeah. ass down, man. <laughs> I get it. But, it but, but don't get it wrong, though, because as you said and I said, it's, listen, it, it doesn't really matter, though, if the criminal justice system, if it's corrupt by design or if it just morphed into that. This shit don't really matter, man. We really do got to evaluate how we go about the whole thing. Because, like, the rest of the world has already concluded, bro, that life sentences is inhumane and it should only be used in the rarest of cases, if at all. But the U.S. has doubled down on that shit, man. There's no way we could just scrap. Put it like this. I tell her that all that gangster shit, oh, man, hey, hey, if you call the police, you a snitch, man. We don't need no police, man. We had it in the streets. Mm -hmm. Oh, my mama ain't in the streets, man. My mama's a regular. The police is how she's supposed to handle us. If somebody come in there and rape my sister or my mama got arrested when she was alive, 
they're not supposed to call the police, man. That shit is fucking preposterous. What are you talking about? Just put all that super gangster shit down. <laughs> they serve a purpose, man. You need that type. You, you need some structure to society, man. But at the end of the day, like, the way this shit is going through laziness. See, a lot of times, shit ain't really being solved for the, for the person who did the shit to be solved, man. You can put in my case. Like, the first one, they get a hitch on. Oh, here's somebody. We got a lead. Oh, this motherfucker got a record. He'll do. Why are we going to put all this work and man hours into this shit when this guy will serve? Let's get his ass. We can easily just arrange it around him. And it happens. You know what I mean? And then the prosecutor, once it comes to the prosecutor, you think it's the prosecutor's job to prove you didn't do this shit? Mm. Or to even give a fuck? It's not their job to investigate nothing. It's their job to get a conviction. That's what they do. They prosecute. They're not no investigator. So when it comes to their shit, once that comes to their desk and here's the charge, they're going to put forth the charges, and they're going to go all gas. They're trying to cook you, because that's their position in their mind, is to cook you. And maybe that's a problem, man, because they gain accolades, they gain career off convictions. And every situation, that, that means a lot of people are getting sacrificed along the way for conviction for a career. Whether they even look at it like that or not, it's really happening, man. And if, if maybe we slow down and really look at this shit, well, not only, not only, not only, but this is a key element. Not only is their job convictions, but they have pure immunity, right, in doing that. You see what I'm saying? That's the key element. It's not, yes, yes, getting their, their job, their job is getting convictions, no question, right? But when you have immunity doing that, when you know that you could just barrel through any wall and you can't get hurt, then that's exactly no that's exactly what you're gonna do. You're just gonna hulk through everything, trying to get as many convictions as you can because you you can do that. So and guess what happens? Guess what happens, bro? So when when after all these years, I'm through this bitch. I got a sixth grade education. This is me. This is the truth. I got a GED. So I've been to the sixth grade. Last grade I completed, man. And here I am in this fucking law library trying to decipher this shit, which law is really. Not so much factual as opinion. When you read law, it's this uh, court's opinion, this court's opinion, this court's opinion. Fucking, how do you judge opinion? But anyway, long story short, what I'm getting at is, through all that, I finally figured shit out, uncovered shit through years. Look at this they did, look at this they did, look at this they did. I've been telling people, and you finally present it, and they even let you get back. They fight tooth and nail, man. The court might remand some shit, and the prosecutor still going to fight it, going to challenge it, going to appeal it. Even when they see dead to rights that you didn't do it or they went about the shit in the wrong way, illegally or however you go about it, but they're not going to get in trouble. But just on the fact of reputation, they don't want it out, man. Because sometimes they do shit so, you know... And if you don't believe that, if you don't believe what Trinity's saying, all you got to do is research Kamala Harris, huh? our vice president. Bam, yeah, they don't know about Kamala, man. And, And that's another thing is Kamala talking that criminal justice reform shit right now because that wind is blowing but when she was in cali and she was what whatever what the attorney general whatever man she had is a man on death row man and she had the goods to know that he didn't do it man and she sat on that and she didn't she didn't uh, move to save that man's life at the time it probably wasn't politically feasible and that's another problem man so people making careers out of people's lives so trinity this is I, yeah. I, I want to get into you um, this last half hour. Okay. I got you for another 30 minutes. So <clears throat> what I want what I want to know is how, how is it that you only got to the fifth grade? 
How is it that you ended up, how did your life end up to the day of you in a store planning on robbing somebody and then getting charged with murder? Okay. Well, first of all, just just quick fact that I'm not in here for murder or robbery. I'm in here for assault with intent to murder. Now I'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Sixth grade is because I was a little badass baby kid, man. A little white dude grew up in a black neighborhood, sometimes in a Mexican neighborhood. Bad as hell, man. Checked out all the time doing twice as much as anybody else trying to show that because I'm white don't mean that I ain't with the shit. And I got in trouble all the time. Kicked out of schools, was in juvie, been to prison three times in Colorado where I'm from, and every time I, I, I played out because I did the shit. You know what I mean? Went in there, did my time, didn't cry about it. I really thought that's what you're doing, like, that's like college, you go to the pen. And I did that, bro, and as I matured and got older, I started realizing this, this shit is stupid. Man. I ain't getting nowhere. None of us is getting nowhere. And I started, you know, changing my way of thinking. The last time I was in the pen was for uh, a fleeing a halfway house. And and um, while I was in there, I decided to come to Michigan. My mama had come to Michigan while I was in the pen in Colorado. So I was like, let me just pull out there and try to get a new start, man. Nobody knows me. I don't know nobody. And that's what I did. I shot out here. I had a wife. She came out here, set up shop. Got a house, everything. I got a job, a good job. I wasn't in the streets. I wasn't selling drugs. I wasn't doing none of that bullshit. But what I was doing is I was still creeping around on my wife, fucking other women, uh, going to nightclubs, hanging out, because I missed all that. Because I was in jail and I was too young, so I really didn't experience that. Even though it wasn't nothing to experience, but I didn't know that. I thought I had missed something. And that's what I was doing. You see what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, what, what happened, I had been jumped two, three times already in Michigan. My parole officer seen me come lumped up, like, what the hell? So this particular time, uh, everybody had a club, and they invited an after party to the house, a house of one of the a girl who I used to creep with, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes I'd stay there because I worked with, with somebody else that lived in the house, and we picked up our paychecks Friday morning. So I lived about an hour away, so I might stay there Thursday night and pick up my paycheck Friday and then go to work Friday, and maybe even stay Friday night. So this is that type of scenario. So it's a bunch of people, maybe 40 people in this little house all come in. And at first, the people live there like, man, how y'all get here? Get out, man. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, there's no way too many people. I don't even know who invited y'all. So we tell them, hey, leave, man. They don't want you here. Do that, they kind of change their mind. Like, all right, it's straight. Just move this table, do this, that, and the other. So we do that. Now... I'm sitting there chilling. You know, I've been to the pen too many times. I don't know nobody. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like the social butterfly. You know, I just ain't, that just, you know how it is when you've been to the pen. You know, I'm just looking at everybody like, man, what these motherfuckers? Somebody's <laughs> already talking about bringing a gun. I'm like the stupid <laughs> shit. Like, do I need the Mac, dog? Like, no, nah, you don't need the Mac. Just bring the pistol. I'm like, what the fuck? So, they in there, man. <laughs> now, motherfuckers is the craziest shit, man. This dude, he challenging motherfuckers. To rap battles. I know the guy though. He's a white dude too. And Eight Mile just came out. I don't know if that's his fucking inspiration, but he just does this shit all the time out of nowhere, aggressive as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Just walking like what, what, what? It just starts rapping at people. So they doing that a couple times. I'm like, hey, chill out, man. People don't really understand what you want, man. It's, it's kind of weird for real, but just chill. So that shit blow over. Now people drunk, man. They turned up whatever, and a fight break out. It's like two sides. It's two groups of people. All right. And they just get the brawl. I try to break it up, like, go outside, man, take that shit outside, do what you want outside, but don't tear these people's house up, get the fuck on. Mm. And basically, the, the 
both sides got the stomp of my ass out. So I'm up under the pile, dude on top of me, socking me up. I'm getting kicked, stomped, and somebody lets off, gets to shooting. Boom, 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 boom. Now the dude on top of me, who's punching me, gets shot. And the other dude right beside him, who's stomping and kicking me, gets shot. Now, mind you, I'm right-handed. So this dude's on top of me. He gets shot on his left side. Boom, boom. Comes through the, 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 the left side twice. The other guy got shot in the chest. Mm. So, um... Another guy got a uh, pistol whip or shot. They really, we still don't know because nobody really figured out which one it was, but he had a wound on his head, you know? So the party starts clearing out. I'm on parole from out of state. Have I seen shit like this? Unfortunately, I've seen shit like this. So it's time for me to get the fuck on. I don't live here. Everybody else is getting on. Let's go. So I do that. I leave. Boom. Go home. Well, here they come. They come get me. I hear him telling my wife, like, is he here? The people are shot. Uh, you might as well go back to Colorado. He ain't never getting out of prison. This is what they saying before they even spoke a word to me, man. Yeah. Mind you, I ain't shooting nobody. I just got my ass beat. My face swollen, my hands swollen up. I'm like, what? But I'm hearing this. So automatically, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm cooked. Yeah. I have no choice. They said I did it. What? I'm through. So they come talk to me, this, that, and the other and shit. You know what I'm saying? Now, here's some stupid shit I did in the moment, but... You don't think in the moment when a survival instinct, it's a guy, it's a guy pulling all of us up off the pile. I'm probably around middle of the pile, and and I, it was a gun right there. I picked that bitch up. The bitch already empty or whatever. It's got blood all along, and so you could tell it was sitting in a puddle of blood. And I grabbed that bitch, man, and ran out with it, just thinking like, if it's in my hand, I ain't gonna get shot with it. But it's after all the shooting shit, you know what I'm saying? So, in retrospect, if I had clear sight I wouldn't have did no shit like that because it looks bad but that's what I did you know what I mean because I'm shit I'm, I'm grabbing that bitch so I don't get shot with it anyway we go to court whatever man nobody says they seen me shoot anybody a lot of people say all type of crazy shit in the beginning the one man who was on top of me punching me told the truth in court he's like man I was on top of this guy punching him and I got shot I was acquitted on that one the other man who got shot was drunk as a skunk. His blood alcohol turned out he was drunk as a skunk. Um, he got shot. He said, I shot him. I'm thinking, too, like, why would this dude say this? Like, did they got something on him? Why would, is he truly mistaken? Why would he say I shot him? All right? Well, they cooked me on him. I got found guilty. They gave me 40 to 70 years and two for the gun. Mind you, if I really would have done this in Colorado, it's self-defense. I wouldn't, they wouldn't have charged me. Mm-hmm. Or if they did, I would have beat it. Even in Michigan right now, 2006, they passed a self-defense law. If I would have been the shooter, they wouldn't have charged me. If I wouldn't have been the shooter, I doubt they would have charged me with assault, intent to murder, because now that they got the self-defense law, it's a stretch. You know what I mean? But anyway, long story short, my lawyer don't bring up a lot of stuff, man, but you don't see this till you get your shit and start digging through it. Did you know the man that said I shot him, first of all, he was on probation at the time, okay, for, uh, drunk driving or whatever, felony probation. The day after he testified, he was released from probation. Literally the very next day. I dig, I dug all this up on my own. Because I'm trying to figure out, like, why would he say I did the shit? Okay, they got something on him. Now, that, I, that's circumstantial. I don't have a, a proof of a paper giving him a deal or, or a threat, and I don't have him saying it or a prosecutor saying it. So that's nothing when it comes to the courts. That don't get it done, man. Another thing I come across in my paperwork, what my lawyer don't bring up, when they asked the man who shot you, he said tall with braids. They said, well, was he black or white? He said light-skinned. Now, this is a black man. Mm-hmm. Don't, black folks don't refer to white people as light-skinned. No. 
Now, I ain't gonna lie, I had, I had braids, but I'm still looking white as hell. You know what I mean? You, it's obvious I'm white. So he said this twice, two different times. They asked him on the scene, they asked him at the hospital a few days later. And both times, he said he was shot by a light-skinned man. Now, I never knew this until I'm already cooked, convicted in prison. My lawyer never challenged it, never brung it up. I had the people on the house on five witnesses, man, who said, I'll talk to them. I've seen what happened. It wasn't him. A black dude did the shooting. I've seen it. They never, they said, oh, we can't, they, they got their names and information, gave it to them, and they never talked to none of them. Like, oh, we couldn't find them. Now, if they had a prosecution witness, they would have found their ass. If they were against me, we couldn't find them. So there's never a witness on my behalf, and there's only one person saying they've seen me shoot anybody, and that's the man who was on probation, who originally said he was shot by a light-skinned man with braids, who originally said that twice. And here I sit, bro, for 40 to 70 years, and two for the gun. Now... What I have going for me in my mind is, man, there's 40 people there. Some people have seen it, but mind you, I'm not from this state. I didn't go over none of these people. I don't know these people. I don't know names of these people. So how do I find these people? It's hard. So through the years, you just come across people from there. Hey, man, you know this or that or whatever. Like, it's yeah, a small I world. I know them. Yeah, you try to network and see if you could track any of them down. And actually... In here talking, you you been to the joint, so you know what dudes in the day room, man, in the law library, on the, anywhere we at, it's, it's a common denominator. Somebody talking about their fucking case. Yeah. And I always do. I always be like, man, listen, this some bullshit, man. I'll get my ass beat. <laughs> I'll be real. breaking up a fight. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and so I'm talking about it to a guy. Uh, and matter of fact, to a guy that you're going to talk to later, John, and we're talking about it. You know, I ain't really saying no names of where it happened at. Matter of fact, I did say what happened at Battle Creek, but I didn't say, like, the name of the person got shot, nothing like that. And then uh, a few days later, dude come up to me, man, and pulled me to the side, like, man, I, I was there. And he told me the name of the guy who got shot. I'm like, hold on, man, you there? For, you, you seen what happened for real? You was there, like, man, I was there, man. I know that dude. I seen what happened, bro, flat out. You know what I mean? And um, I'm like, well, he from the streets. So now my next worry is, man, would you be willing to say, and he tell me flat out, like, I don't know the dude's name or who that was. I just know I seen one of the white dudes shooting, period. I know that. So I'm like, well, would you be willing to say that or, or testify to that or anything? And he said, yeah, I'll be willing to do it. So, boom, we move forward with that. But here's the thing. These people, I'm trying to find more witnesses, because these people look at it like, oh, well, he's in prison. You, you found a guy in prison. Well, where the fuck else I'm going to find a guy? That's why I'm at in prison. The only way I'm going to find a guy is if they come to prison and they happen to be somebody that was there or seen something. That's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. If I found some guy I went, that's not in prison, I, how the fuck? I went through the same thing. Right. Same thing. Same thing. I had I had a, a motion based on newly discovered evidence, right? Exactly. I had yeah. a, a, mo a motion based on newly discovered evidence, and, and I had two dudes, <clears throat> two dudes that were state inmates. I was federal. They were state inmates that overheard how these rats in my case were set, you know, just, they were, they were setting me up, you know what I mean? Right. And they came, right, these dudes were on appeal for their cases, and they set aside their cases to come back to testify for me at my motion that they heard these people saying that. Now, these people were in right. jail as well. These are inmates as well, you know what I mean? Right, right. The judge ruled that my guys were inmates that were just trying to get, get off, you know what I mean? And they were trying to help me get off and, and beat the system, and, and they were unbelievable. But the other right. inmate was believable because right. 
right. he, he didn't have anything to gain. Come on, man, stop it. Of course he does, man. If them two people, if them same two people would have came forward to say that you did kill somebody or do something, they would have believed him wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly, man. Oh, you, oh, they, oh, he saying he did some shit. Guaranteed he did it. Yeah, sign right here. And that's the, that's the struggle, man. Because that's another thing. Like, if you ask any lawyer, man, and if they're being honest, they'll tell you that once you're in the prison system, it's almost impossible to get out through the court of appeals or the appeal process, man. Because they fight you tooth and nail. I don't care what you got, man. Remember, I was telling you about the um. Uh, about Sanchez Stewart and the man that actually did it came forward and actually told him he did it and it still wasn't he was still getting <laughs> shot down getting shot down but, but dig this they say well you don't got nothing to lose cause you got life in prison I'm like I do got something to lose like it's just in people from the streets not to snitch on they self even like you just don't do that but the, what I weigh that is this motherfucker ain't do this shit, man, and, and this shit is wearing on him, man. I'm just gonna go ahead and let him know I really did this shit. But good news, while I was walking, talking to Demel yesterday, as soon as I'm done talking to Demel, a guy pulled up on me and told me, hey, man, Sanchez just got back, man. He, he, they, they, they just uh, overturned this shit. Which is a bla- Now, I haven't confirmed this or heard anything from Sanchez or seen it or been to the law library yet, which I'm gonna go later on today and check it out, see if the decision's on there to know for sure but this guy don't have see why he would lie but what people don't know is oh that's great he's getting out no the prosecutor's gonna appeal that shit mm-hmm. and it's gonna be tied up in the courts for some more months and he's gonna be in there for some more months and they know he didn't do it man but they still just do not want to let it get away and that's what they do every time man they do not want to let it get away when it's clear and present it's just obvious that okay this is the wrong motherfucker let's let him go man and they just don't do it like that i just don't it's crazy man i don't even i, I don't even understand i i honestly don't because that happens that happens frequently where the the court will overturn a sentence and the prosecutor will appeal what the court just did and this again Guaranteed. this is what i'm trying to get everybody to understand again i hate bringing it up but the bill cosby shit right this was in America's face. Prosecutorial misconduct was in your face. This is what they do every day. They cut deals with each other. They sit, they, they work with each other to try to, to pull up a conviction, right? I feel bad for the victims in that case, but the victims need to be mad at the prosecutors. And I think that's what's happening, man. I think heat's starting to come down on them prosecutors for what they did, man. Yeah. The, 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 the prosecutor who retired told the next one up like man don't do that that's gonna be a shit storm you know i told him that we're not bringing this case so she could get the civil suit so if you do that it's gonna end bad she did it anyway she man. did it anyway knowingly premeditated knowingly man yeah because if she get that conviction her career is up boom but it no backfired no it question backfired. people don't really understand oh it's a technicality it's not a technicality they play dirty man they play dirty and when we play clean, they don't want to let us out. But when they play dirty, they want to still keep us in here. But the the, the real big picture of this, Thomas, is, see, people like you, people that's listening, these people need to be involved some way or another, man. Because we're going to sit in here all day because we're in here and we're going to talk about this shit. And a lot of times we're not going to be heard. Everybody don't have a voice. You know what I mean? But the whole thing is people personally affected by the struggle, they might put forth. But we need people to hear us, man. People to hear us that don't have nobody in prison or don't really know about this stuff. Don't just listen to what I say and take that as fact. 
you know, the Buddha told everybody, put it to the test, man. Hmm. The Buddha was telling people, just because I tell you something, and this is the, this, this is what I'm telling you is, is the way, or this will help you, don't just take that at face value. Take that and test it out, man. Put that theory to the test and see is it true. And is it, if it's true, pay attention to what the truth is telling you, man. And that's what people got to do. But people don't understand that doing something important is usually the hardest things to do, man. It takes work. It takes effort. It takes a collective. It really does, man. And these prosecutors have a lot of power. But guess what? The people put these prosecutors in office. And when you go and vote for a president, you look at the president, but do you ever look down ballot? Do you look at these other people that you're voting for? Mm. Or do you even vote for them or know what they got going on or who these people are? Because that matters, man. That definitely matters. Your, the congressmen, the senators, what are they in? Well, the, what the, the, what, what, the, the problem is, though, T, is... You don't know, just like, just like, just like us, right? We don't know who who our right hand man is until the heat gets put on them. You see what I'm saying? We don't know who these prosecutors are until they until they get up under that that arm of power. Power changes people. You know what I'm saying? You're right. You're right. But here's something that here's something my big homie Santa always told me, bro. The little things tell you about the big things. Mm. You might not know exactly who they're gonna be. You see what I'm saying when the shit like comes down, but it's it's little hints, man, like them little recent pieces that ET followed. That's gonna tell you, man. It's gonna give you signs, just like your man that you don't know who he is till the shit get thick. Once you look back, you're like, damn, it was hints, man. It was hey, man, man. Hey, man, man. I knew this dude was a bitch, man, but I chose to exactly. keep. You know what I mean? Hey, Amen. Same thing with their get down. What are they saying? What is it that you're gonna be able to hold them accountable to? And then hold them accountable. You see what I'm saying? When, when we did the uh, Active Magazine, hashtag Active Magazine, man, we did a write-up on a, on a woman that was running for prosecutor. Uh, Victoria Burton Harris, or if I'm saying it wrong, maybe it's Harris Burton, excuse me, but but the thing she was saying, it, it, it was it, it was real stuff, man. She was really talking about this stuff, really trying to take a look at this stuff, but Kim Worthy is entrenched. Kim Worthy is the, the Detroit prosecutor. She is entrenched, man. She's got ties, political ties. She ain't going nowhere. But the, but the thing is, people need to get tired, man. People need to get tired of being tired, and they need to put people in position that's putting forth solutions and really trying to fix the problems that's creating the problems. You understand what I'm saying? And that's what people have the power to do is just people really be like, ah, oh, fuck it, man. It don't matter. The politicians going to do what they want. I, what does it matter who I vote for? They're all going to fuck us over. They're all going to try, man. But uh, you know you know who them politicians give a fuck about? Them votes, man. So once you're a voter and you're a collective voting block, they're going to listen to your ass. They're going to at least hear you out. Maybe they're going to get on some shady shit because they, they do get on some bullshit. And the more their career go up, the more they forget about what they was talking about in the beginning. I've seen it happen to Republicans, Democrats, all their ass. I've seen it happen to people from the street. The more richer you get, the more you get up here, the, the less you think about the struggle back there. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's almost like... It's it's almost like dog on on the ballots, right? When you when when it comes yeah. to voting, I'm sitting here thinking what you're saying, right? And it's almost like the prosecutors are probably one of the most powerful people on that ballot. Guaranteed. You see what I'm saying? Guaranteed. But yet Guaranteed. it's it's still the prosecutor is probably the most overlooked person on that ballot. You see what I'm saying? And, and I'm sitting. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, if I was to vote for a prosecutor, how would I vote for this prosecutor? You know what I'm saying? It would, well, first and foremost, it would probably be by party, whether they're, they're Democratic or Republican, conservative, liberal. 
and I, and then I would just look at their conviction rate of how many convictions they have. You see what I'm saying? And then if their conviction rate was 99, 100%, I, I would say, well, damn, this, this, this person's a beast. I'm going to vote for this person. People also, you know, people tribalize, compartmentalize everything, bro. So right away, Democrats is blaming Republicans. Republicans are blaming Democrats, or or, or they say they both use it when when it's you know handy for them to use. Look at Bill Clinton with with the anti death penalty act. You know what I'm saying? In '96, they they pushed that shit through. We could only have one appeal in the federal courts. But anyway, whatever works for them. So they blame each other, but it, it's not a Republican problem. It's not a Democratic problem. It's an American problem, man. It's people from Republican families, Democratic families. Of course, a lot of people in the hood or in the poor areas lean Democratic for different reasons or another. You understand what I'm saying? But it's everybody's problem, man. If Republicans, if you want to look at it, it's a money issue. If you're fiscally responsible, you should not be throwing away and wasting money at shit that don't need it. Once again, don't worry about the correction officer's jobs. They're going to have jobs. I promise you, it's the circle of life, man. If I get out today, it's going to be 10 dudes lined up to come in here, and they ain't ready to figure it out yet that they need to tighten up and get out the bullshit and get out the streets. So you're going to have people feeling bids, man, until they time come for them to do their little metamorphosis. So that's not a problem. People people going to have their jobs. But at the end of the day, you don't have to just push it, push it, push it, load this bitch up, just spend so much money you know, on housing and warehousing and really nothing to fix the problem. Be- before we do go, I just want to uh, uh, tell people, man, if y'all ain't up on Maya Moore, y'all need to look into her, man. She she was a WNBA player, played for the UConn Huskies, played on the United States Olympic team at the height of her game, man. Stepped away from the game to get involved with a dude. Uh, uh, Jonathan Irons was his name, out of Missouri and a, a, a friend of her family, and she advocated for this dude, man. He was wrongfully convicted. It was a Brady violation, meaning that the prosecutor mm. knew something that could, uh, some exculpatory evidence, meaning that some evidence that could show his innocence, and they withheld it. They, they snuck it. They brushed it under the carpet so they could still cook him. And they went at him, and it took years, man. And Maya, she stepped away from the gang. She advocated, man, and this man went home in 2019. They got married. But on ESPN... Uh, they got documentaries called 30 for 30, and they spoke on it. DeMille was just telling us about her speech she gave at the ESPYs, and we just out there talking about it. I went in, and here's a rerun of the ESPYs, and then that 30 for 30, man. Mm. And and she said some powerful things, man, and she man, showed you that she, she's not from the streets. Another, she's from a middle-class black family, grew up different than this, this Jonathan Irons dude. But, man, she saw the humanity in it and the inhumanity and what happened to him, man, and just how easy it was for him to be forgotten. And people like Maya Moore, people like even you, Jonathan, people like like Kim Kardashian, they got they got a platform, man. They up there, and, and I respect and I appreciate that they, like, look into this stuff. But you don't have to be a Maya Moore or a Kim Kardashian. Anybody, man, could put forth an effort and look into this stuff. Really look at what's going on. Just... If you look and you dig, man, you're going to uncover some shit. And you're going to be like, what in the fuck is going on? No and question. Then, no question. Hey, T. T. Hey. Listen. Yeah. The, the last couple minutes, right? I want yeah. you I want you to send some messages for the kids, right? I want I want right. I want you like to to explain to the kids that are out here doing the things that you were doing at the ages that you were doing at. And at the end of the day, Right. I, I need these kids to understand that Trinity, if Trinity would have been in his house, you know what I'm saying? 
in his house right. studying, reading books, getting ready for school, things of that nature, he wouldn't even be in the position that he's in. You know what I mean? Right. So how do we reach those kids in that fashion? It's not only that, bro, but especially like where I grew up, everybody's always telling you what you can't do, man. Any idea you have that, that ain't cool or ain't within that little script of what, what I get down is, man, you can't do that. You can't do that. You'll never do that. Man, don't listen to that shit, man. Let that shit be fuel, man. If you have an innovative idea, man, think that shit out. Put it forth, man. You can do shit. We, my buds could be more than a basketball player, more than a rapper, man. And I used to say it all the time. Come up a while, come up, ain't got no options. Man, Chauncey Billups came from where I'm from, man. Don Cheeto came from where I'm from, from Park Hill, Denver, Colorado, man. This motherfucker acted. This motherfucker's a coach of the Portland Blazers, man. Trailblazers. You, you, you got options, but it's choices. And I get it, man, because a lot of people don't really have that father figure or that guidance, man. And and that's what you feel like when you're looking up to some of the uh, older homies and they're into bullshit, man. You really put your life in their hands. Now, you got to know who you surround yourself, man, and who you following and who you paying attention and who you emulating. Because what you think is happening right now, man, that's going to fuck you over in the long run if you ain't paying attention, man. Because I'm going to tell you like this, everybody think what everybody does is cool, but I'm telling you who motherfuckers really look up to, the people outside the box, man, the people that do them and don't really give a fuck what the rest of the people think. That's what everybody want to be like, for real. Whether they admit it or not, like, damn, I wish I just didn't give a fuck about how everybody perceived me or whatever. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, man, a lot of that shit is, bro, we don't have nobody. A lot of our daddies in jail are dead or alcoholics and raised by grannies and whatever, and we come together and... A lot of us as kids raising each other. We don't know no better. We trying to figure this shit out, man. But it's people. It's people. And, and, and a lot of the role models now, the people that do know better, that been there, like me, that could tell them right from wrong or, or show them a different way, I'm stuck in here, man. You get what I'm saying? We're not there to guide them, so they not getting no guidance. And they out there turned up, man, and they acting a fool, and the shit ain't no video game, man. When people die, they don't get another life. They're not coming back, man. And when you come to prison, man, you stuck in this bitch. And it ain't about, oh, you get stabbed or you get this. Man, none of that shit. All that shit a person can figure out. But what you can't figure out, man, is when you call your people and they don't answer, you wonder are they alive, man. Or you wonder they get a car because you want all types of stupid shit because you just tend to do that shit in here. Like, damn, are they straight or they all right? Or when ain't nobody writing you, or you just can't do the little simple shit, man. Or you, it just hits you one day like, I ain't never getting out of this motherfucking man. That shit's real, man. And that shit's a wake up. And you don't want to wake up to that shit, man. You mm-hmm. feel me? So at the end of the day, a man going to be a man. And of course, if you're in a rough area, people try to harm, put their hands on you. You're going to defend yourself. But don't go into life like everything is a defend yourself situation, man. Focus on you and, and know that you can. People going to tell you what you can't do all the time, man. Even my own people, they don't mean no harm in it. Man, you can't put together no album, man, or some people, some rappers, man. You can't put together no magazine, man. You can't put together no cookbook. You can't put together this. I'm going to put together. If I can, I'm going to try this <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? And eventually, you're going to see that you can do stuff, man. And what experience is, is the more things you do, you gain that experience and you gain confidence because you learn how to wiggle out of shit, man. Like, and, and I don't mean wiggle out of trouble. I mean wiggle out of scenarios where shit happens in business and life, everything. And you realize it ain't all over, man, because I can figure this out. All I got to do is keep my cool, remain calm. But I'll tell you this one more thing as I'm an example of. I got 
out the streets. I was working. I was doing my thing. And it wasn't what I was doing, bro. It was still situations I was putting myself in. I'm still going to the club. I'm still around people with guns. And I'm still doing shit that a grown man shouldn't really have been doing, man. Amen. I'm sitting at home with my wife like a grown man supposed to do, living my life and living for me and for my family. That's what I should have been doing, but I wasn't. So even though I wasn't out here trying to harm nobody and didn't harm nobody or none of that shit, I still am responsible for putting myself in a fucked up position while I'm on parole, man. What the fuck am I doing at a club? What the fuck am I doing in a house party? You see what I'm saying? Where people are drinking, smoking weed. Be conscious of what you put yourself into and the situations you put yourself into. Because there's consequences and repercussions for that shit. And you're going to live with them. Period. If you're willing to live with them, then live with them. And that's really what I can say to the kids in just a quick, short amount of time. Man, that was beautiful to you, man. For real, man. That Just, just you talking about... Man, that shit brought tears to my eyes, man. Because, again, something you can't explain is the anxiety and the fear of just looking out your cell and seeing the chaplain in, in the dorm with you, knowing that your parents are elderly, knowing that you've been trying to call and you ain't got no answer. And now you and there's yeah. only one reason why the chaplain's in there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. at yeah. least that's what we know. The chaplain may have just came to ask if he buying the dude lunch. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't we don't fucking know. But the point is, is the anxiety and the fear you know what I'm saying? It just yeah. It's yeah. harsh, bro. I lost I lost both my parents in here. In Colorado I lost my daddy. Quick story. Chaplain called me and I'm like, Man, I ain't even, you know, in church like that, a Christian. I would kinda roll with the Buddhist stuff and dog like man, go see him. Another prisoner. But like, I ain't got to go see them. I'm young and they like go see him, bro. It's important. And I know yeah. my daddy was sick. The chaplain told me my mama died. I'm like, What? I got on the phone with my brother, like, No, mama's straight daddy died. You know what I'm saying? That same shit about the chaplain. Then here, my mama passed a couple of years ago, man. I was real close to her, man. She's the world to me. But at the end of the day, she never got, she knew I didn't do this, but she didn't get to see me get out, man. And I didn't get to be there, you know, to help pay for the funeral. They had problems with that, man. We had to really do a GoFundMe and people that, you know, got love for me helped with that. Some people from prison, man, really helped for that. Shout out to them too, man, for really doing that. But at the end of the day, we losing people that we never getting back, man. And when I get out and when I prove that this some bullshit, that I didn't do this shit, and the truth come out, man, ain't nobody going to be thinking about me tomorrow. Like, oh, that's messed up. He was in it for that time. And then people that I left now has moved on and passed on, man, and transformed to another life, and I ain't going to see them no more. And that's a reality, man. That That's some shit that... that and it, you wonder every day who's going to be next because you be here. Like, damn, who else? You know, I still got some homies that still off in there, man. They they still off in them streets like that. And they know I ain't really got my mind on that, but, but shit can happen, man. I've lost them. I lose them all the time. You don't never know who you talk to for the last time, Thomas. And that's a fucked up feeling. But it's like that in life, period. Not just in prison, man. It's just hard when... It's just, it's just, it's just amplified in here. Once you get thoughts, man, this shit amplified in thoughts. You get to think of some bullshit. So I just try to stay positive with it. But yeah, man. You're right on point with that. Yeah, T, man, you know, that shit, I feel your pain, brother, man. I really do, man. I I, appreciate it. I hate that you got to go back to this fucking cell, man. It's all right, bro, because I'm going to tell you what, that ain't no cell, homie. That's a lab. Mm. So I'm going back to that lab. I'm creating freedom, man, and I'm creating whatever I can that's positive. This shit don't got to define me. I'll define this shit. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I know that's what I'm talking about, man. The hell out of the truth, bro. Yeah. And, and 
type of people I'm around, like-minded type of people, man. And you're going to speak to a couple of them here coming up shortly, man. The male, man, this man can speak, man. He, he's a good dude. He, he's on the board of the uh, National Lifers, man. And, and and he got a message, man. That man could, that man could talk. And John, man, his story is incredible, bro. Just the mere mention of his name brings out trolls, man. People listen, man. Listen, listen, man. I man, there's this chick that's been, and I, I and I forgot to mention it to you, man. But this chick has been already on, on the the last one that you and I did. She's coming out uh -huh. talking about um, um, John is guilty. He deserves to be where he's at. He was eating. He was eating people like on sandwiches or some crazy stuff like whatever yeah. like whatever was in this documentary right is yeah. is what she yeah. was so yeah and that, and that girl bro what she didn't tell you she tried to holler at him on jpay and he didn't holler back flirty wise what she also didn't tell you is she's not even from this state she don't know none of the people involved man she's just telling you what she's seen on tv but that's how that go, man. Can't nobody get riled up about that. People uneducated or they do what they do for whatever reason, man. But if you want to know some things, ask, man. I'm, I'm open for discussion. I ain't got no problem with it, neither does he, man. If I'm saying something, if I'm speaking on something, you can always come to me and I'm not going to, you know, turn up on you just because you asked me a question. That's what communication is, and that's how shit gets solved, man, through communication. That's, that, that's how you put forth solutions or you get an uh, understanding. So anybody got questions for me, go ahead and ask me, man. I ain't got no problem with it. You know, I'm going to be respectful. I ask you to do the same. Though. Don't come like an asshole. Or I'll be an asshole back or just ignore you. Amen. So that's all that is. But so how are they going to do this, homie? What are they they, they taking you out and then they're going to bring Demel in? Am I staying on the phone? Do I got to call back? Do you know? I, I really don't know, man. I assume they're going to come tell me or come get me because, to be honest, they was kind of in the dark. The communication, which happens with bureaucracies, wasn't all the way on point, you know what I'm saying? So, But they figured it out to their credit. They could have been like, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This shit ain't on schedule. Get on. But they, they jumped on there. The sergeant jumped on the phone, and he got to the bottom of it. He figured it out. They put me in here and made it happen. So I'm assuming that the mail should be up there. If counts clear or not, and, and as soon as he get here, I'm assuming they're going to come get me and they're going to switch us out because they got us back to back. Literally, as soon as my uh, call out ends, the mail's on. As soon as the mail ends, John is on. Yeah. The mail got a saying too, man. It's called free people, free people. And, and this is something he started. You can hashtag free people, free people. Check it out, man. And what he's saying in that, he's saying a few things and he could explain it better than me. One of the things he's saying there's people in the world, free people, people that are free. It takes them to free people in here. We need y'all, man. We can't do this. If we could do it by ourselves, people would be out, man. You know what I'm saying? But it takes people out there to give a fuck and to care and to active, get, get activated, man, and be involved. Free people, free people. It also means, he explained to me, is be free to be yourself, man. Be free to be who you are, not who you think everybody wants you to be. That shit, that shit don't help shit, man. Listen, man, I'm from the hood. They made fun of me because I listen to classic rock and roll just like I listen to rap music. Man. Me too, like, man, I'm me too. Hey, but I fuck with it, man. But you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, that's just who I am. And people love me for who I am. And once, you, once you're yourself, people know you and they can care about you. They can love you, man. Once you always got a mask on, they don't know who the fuck they're supposed to be loving or hating or whatever, man. So at the end of the day... Be free to be yourself too is, is another part of it, man. And Demel gonna, he's gonna explain it, and 
he's, he's going to get to it. Now, as far as your question, I really don't know because I'm in this room by myself, bro, so there's no way I could go, like, leave up out of here. So once again, like I said, I'm assuming they will come get me, and I don't know if I just put the phone down and roll out or if you, if you do call back or, you know what I mean? I don't know how that works. And, and it also matters, like, who knows if Count clear yet because Count should yeah. be clear right around this time. Yeah, I forgot you were but counting count. now. Yeah, so until count clear, usually clears right around now, any minute now. So when count clear, then Demel will come up here, and then they'll probably swap us. Yeah, out yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that because that's why I told the lady. I said, "Well, let me get Trinity during count because I always wanted to get out of the room for count." Well, you got a selling. John is your selling, yeah. ain't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: where I'm at, it ain't sales. It's something called a cube. It's like a pole barn type thing. So it's eight bunks in there. So it's like I got eight sellies. But it's really seven of them. Cause one of them, one of them, they keep the bunk empty. So it's seven of us in there, and there's not no door, or it's only a half wall in the front. Mm-hmm. So you, you're really in a whole building with everybody. You look, I look across, I'm seeing seven other people, and look down here, seven more people, and down there, seven more people. So you really, it's kind of, I kind of. Sometimes you'd rather have a cell and have that privacy, but it really don't matter to me, bro. Cause wherever I'm at, man, I just create my own, you know what I'm saying, peace of mind or whatever. I don't really let none of that get to me. And unfortunately, I done did too much jelly, man. Like, like I hope the people out there don't think I'm sitting there trying to act like I'm some type of... Hey, I, I was fucked up, man. I was a badass kid and a badass young man, and I was doing a lot of bullshit, man. Flat out, yep. It was me. It, who's that white dude sliding through the hood on some bullshit? It was, it was me, bro. That's true. But that, that ain't who I always been, man. I, I'm more than the worst thing I've ever done. You understand me? So, like... I was starting to change, and, and, and that last time I got out the joint, bro, that's why I came to another state. I had a job. I was probably doing the best I ever did in my life, man, and probably one of the worst things ever happened to me in my life happened to me at that time, bro, which is just a little more of a dagger. Like, it just hurts a little more because of that. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? It's it, it still, I keep my chin up. I keep my head up. But I'm not trying to sit here like I've never done no wrong in my life. I've created a prejudice for myself. I created a record, man. And I did a lot of those things on that record, most of them. So when it comes time to something I didn't do, they looking at my past like, yeah, he probably did that shit. If not, he didn't did a lot of other shit, so fuck it. You see what I'm saying? And that that's that's something that, looking back, like, damn, I just, it came back to haunt me, man. A lot of people are born with a prejudice. They born with a certain skin tone or whatever, and automatically they're pre- they, they, they got a prejudice on them. But I kind of created mine. But this record is just, I did that shit. And that's another thing I want to say. When I went to court, bro, every time I went to court, I did that shit, bro. I played guilty, man. I own that shit, just like I do here. If I'm wrong and the CO write me a ticket, I don't argue that shit, because I did. I tell them flat out, yeah, you right, man. I was on some bullshit. I did it. Give me what I got coming. Yeah. Dudes, hey, dudes, dudes like us, man. We took, dudes like us, we took our uh, our white privilege, put it in an envelope, put that shit in the mailbox. And mail that shit back to whoever the fuck sent that shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't know that shit existed, man. The hell is this? The hell is everybody talking about white privilege, man? What the hell is this shit they talk about, man? White
Now, when they came and arrested me, if I was black, I'd be dead to the motherfucker. I bet you anything, bro. Oh, no question about that. Uh, yeah, I was, I was acting a half, so. Uh, I mean, it, it does come in the past. I just didn't know when I was little, man, because it kind of was the opposite way on me. You know what I mean? And where I'm from, the neighborhood I'm from, a lot of people outside of it look down on me. A lot of shit. Like, man, you from there, like, it's like, man, if you born in Mexico, you a Mexican. You didn't, that ain't your fucking problem. You didn't make that happen. Yeah. This is the demographics, man. This is where I'm from. So I'm not going to turn my back or, or act like I ain't. I'm proud of where I'm from. I'm not proud of the shit I've done to where I'm from, but I'm proud of being from there, bro, and I got work to do. I got work to do to make that place better and other places better. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, yeah, that shit ain't worked out in my favor, bro. That, that, that white privilege. And, hey, we was talking about it, too. Like, man, I, Thomas be going for four hours with Kenzo. Man, they be getting it in. That's a long convo, man, four hours, bro. Y'all. Man, we talk about, man, we talk, we talk about, man, we talk about politics. We talk about UFOs. We talk about we we talk about all this racist crap going on. You know what I mean? But but the most thing the the, the the biggest thing for me, right, is to allow the world to hear how you and I, Tamujin and I and, and all these other ones can have in, intelligent conversations like we're not stupid people. We know what's going on in the world. You know what I mean? We can carry a conversation. You know what I mean? Just because exactly. I speak like this, just because Trinity speaks like this, it don't make us stupid people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's guaranteed, bro. It's it's just about you never know, you never know who you're gonna meet. You know what I mean? And you just because do, you, you because you meet this person in a certain environment that's been uh, told to you to be a certain way, you automatically judge this person. But at the end of the right. day, this is a human being and there's no other person on the planet like this individual or their experiences. And for me, I just, right. you know what I'm saying? That intrigues me. Like, yeah. like I'd be seeing people, man, who, who are you? And what the hell have you been through? Right. Cause people, yeah, because everybody been through something, bro. Everybody been through something, man. And, and that's why I say, too, about the course, too. Like, you can't just say this is disregardless. Like, shit is situational, man. Every person that gets killed is not the same situation. Maybe he was trying to kill me and I defended myself. Maybe I was fighting. I, he hit me. I hit him. He fell down. hit his head and died. Like, it shouldn't be across the board. If somebody dies, you go to prison for life. You see what I'm saying? It's like you, people got to understand situations, man. Shit is situational. And that got to be taken in. They say they take it into account, but they really don't, man. They really don't. But it's like you said, everybody got a story. And people look at people. And they prejudge all the time, man. They do. Oh, this guy just wants to be this. They don't really understand. Like, I don't think I'm not white. What, that would be fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> I, just got a, I just got some type of draw. And, Cause, and I don't really know. Because you got a draw. You like to wear your hair in braids. You got you got some you yeah. got some black influence yeah. because you was raised in the hood. But but now you don't right. want to be white. You want to be black. Right. But what they don't understand is I got an advantage, man. Because I was raised around in a Mexican neighborhood, back and forth. I was raised in my hood, black hood. I've been around white folks. I got, I, I've been around everybody, man. I'm like the United Nations around this bitch. I could sit down and, and conversate <laughs> with anybody and be me and be comfortable, and we could chop it up and really talk about some shit. Amen. And, and that's what people, people ain't really able to do, and people need to be able to do, man. Because that little, uh, 
I want to say political correctness, man, is almost a problem. I mean, you don't want to hear what every single asshole is thinking, but in the way you do, man, because you want to know who the fuck you're dealing with. Amen. And if, if they're too scared, and if they're too scared to say anything, see, that's another thing, like, like an advantage I have, man, because I'm going to say what I say, and people know I come from a place where, okay, he been through some shit. He didn't have front row seats to this shit. So I'm not going to shy about, oh, if I say this and that, you know what I mean? I'm going to speak on it. And I could do that. Now, another white person might catch the flux behind that shit. You know, you know what the fuck you talk about and jump down their throat. But at the end of the day, you got to allow people to speak, man. You should always keep it respectful. But people shouldn't have to be in fear of any little thing they say because you'll never get to the bottom of nothing. You'll never get to know nobody. Let me ask you this here on, on what you're saying. Prison politics, man, right? So. Right. Just, just so the, the the world can understand, right? If 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 right. I'm your celly, or or maybe right. maybe the celly's not a, not a good one, but let's just say I come and I steal something from you, right? Right. Nobody see sees me steal anything from you, but you know that I'm the one that stole the stuff from you, right? Right. Can you come attack me just based off of what you know? Well, you can do whatever the fuck you want, but at the end of the day. You're going to see who are you, who's your people, and a lot of times you're going to take it to them first. Hey, man, what's up with this, man? It just depends on the person you are or the politics you're going to play. Now, you got some loose cannons that's just going to do what they want. But at the end of the day, if if you don't know, your people probably going to be like, man, you got to you gotta know before you, you know what I mean? Whoever's around you is like, man, you can't just go off some shit. You don't have no proof. You don't have no facts. Right. You, who are you, the courts? Right. You know what I'm saying? So the point, the point, right, the point of what I'm, what I'm, what, what Trinity and I is saying is, is you have cars, which we've discussed before, right? You have groups. So right. Trinity may be part of another group. Now, if we're in the same group, it may be a different story. But if Trinity's right. a, a gang member, right, or in another group. Or religion or whatever, yeah. I, uh, right, right. I just cannot just walk up and just, you know, attack this man because other people are going to be like, you know, what the hell's going on? Why you attacked this dude? Well, he stole my right. shit. Well, how do you know he stole your shit? You know what I mean? Did you see him? How do you, right. how do you know it was him? And if I can't answer that, I'm just going off assumption, right? Then there's going to be right. repercussions that come back on me. And, 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 and what I, and the reason why I say that is because this is what we do out in society. We're running around making accusations against people without any factual evidence. We're calling people racist. We're calling people murderers. We're calling people these things just because it may appear that way. You see what I'm saying? Right. But that's not right. really yeah. what it is. Do your research, shit. That's what Bubba got it. Bubba don't research shit, man. And you can't do no bias research. You got to research it from every angle. You can't just get the, the same people that's already saying this shit and go listen to more of what the fuck they saying. Check it all out. Get all the information and then make a decision. But you're right, man. The fucked up thing is we probably better politicians than the politicians. Mm -hmm. If it was up to us to get shit done, and here we, we get shit done, man. Motherfuckers stop. You know, it's people, not me per se, but it's people that that they keep knuckleheads from jumping shit off. You know, keep the people. Motherfuckers don't want to be living in turmoil in this bitch all the right. time. You see what I'm saying? You got people to show God, hey, man. Think this shit through. What are you talking about? Make this shit make sense. And if you can't make it make sense, then it ain't gonna work. So it's like you said, man. People know. And that's one thing we have to do in here is we have to communicate and we have to 
you know what I mean? Have some type of sense, some type of sense about ourselves, and really have to deal with the politics. And it's it's crazy because the actual politicians act like gangs, man. They yeah. don't give a fuck what you say. If you're for it, they're against it. Period. It don't matter if it helps everybody in the world. Or you're for it, I'm against it. Period. And that's fucked up. It's fucked up when a bunch of prisoners where everybody looked down on could do a better job at getting results with the political shit than the motherfuckers who's been voted into office, man, who are acting like thugs and gang members. I ain't trying to be biased on one side or the other, man. Republicans, they act like gang members and so do Democrats, man. They tribal as fuck. And it's not, it's one country, man. It's one nation. It's many states that make up one, man. And motherfuckers need to do shit for the nation, man. And Mm. really get together and figure the shit out, man, because... If all you do is take your stance and stand on that and gridlock everything, ain't everybody suffering. Ain't nobody winning, man. That shit is stupid, man. You in there to solve issues. Get in there and solve that shit. You're going to have to give something, you're going to have to give something. It's a little push and pull, man. I really th- I hope I'm not cutting into DeMille time. What is, really is, what, it, what, is what I was cutting? Are, are, you, are you tied down? Do they got you shackled to the chair? No, I ain't. No, 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 no. This, this, this not that type of level. But what it is, is this an old visitor room. Ain't nothing in here but me and a phone. And there's no COs nowhere. What if you so, knock on the door? Uh, if I knock on the door, they might hear. But the control center around and down the hall. And maybe if they're listening in, maybe they'll just notify somebody that if the mail's out there, they could bring him in or something like that. Because I'm sure they're listening in. But I could try to go knock on the door. Hold on real quick while I go try to knock on the door and see what happens there. Okay, at least if you find out. Because they, they might be tied up with count. Yeah, they might. It's usually clear by now, though. But let me see. Hold on. And let my people go, man. Let these people go, man. Man, you know how productive this man could be out in society for real? Come on, man. Stop it. Yeah, I'm kind of at the mercy of these people right now. We kind of are, bro. Like, I don't want to just um not chop it up and waste the waste the uh, opportunity, but I really want y'all to hear from DeMille, so I ho- hopefully they uh get that figured out, man, because, hey, the, the brother, man, me, I'm not gifted at, at public speaking or I'm figuring this shit out as I go. I've always been, like, didn't want no attention. And, no, you've been great, and, man. You've been, you've been great, man. You've been great, man. Really? Yeah, yeah, I'm figuring it out. Like, like I just do it. I just jump off into it. But hold on, real quick. I try to catch somebody walking by, but he just kept going. Once I push play, I'm gone. I'm all gas on this bitch, but there's always a little nerves. Or, listen, man, I could be innocent as fuck. And if the police pull me over, I get to sound guilty like I did everything. Because I just, I don't know, that comes to talking about shit. Just chopping it up one-on-one or the people, that's easy. Yeah. But put me in front of a crowd, I, I, I had to work on that, bro. But like I say, it, you know, it's just, I, I, I just jumped in, I just jump over them hurdles, man. I figured it out. That's all you can do. And I definitely got a message, so I definitely want to communicate my message. And in order to do that, I got to talk. And, and the more people that listen, the better. So fuck whatever my hangups is about it. But this brother, he he moved, he, he good, man. I really. I, I know just, he's back there too. I, just, I know 
Cause I y'all were chomping at the bits, huh? I know y'all were um like waiting for oh, yeah, for today. Yeah, 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 man. We 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 last night went once. Uh, they had confirmed that we want to do it, man. We was all out, all three of us, man, talking to each other, man, smiling and like, you know, just talking about. So I know day. I know he's back there right now. Like, man, I'm supposed to be up there. Guaranteed, he's probably up here. Hold on, let's see if I catch this. Y'all bear with this. This is what we gotta go through, man. This the inconsistencies, and, and even though they they they're 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 helpful and they want to do these things, you know, and and such. But see, what I need to do is catch somebody going. Oh, here we go. Boom. We got one. Should I just leave the phone? Okay. All right. All right. I'm gone, man. Y'all have a good one. Here comes Danelle, man. I appreciate you, Thomas, and I appreciate you people for listening. One love, man. Yeah, all right, bro. Thank you. Free me podcast.